Ah, big talk for a small broad. Oh, to have your senses frozen, I am not going to let you at him. In fact, I'm going to switch you off before you cause an intergalactic incident. Oh my! It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Puto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode, R2 and 3PO find themselves adrift in the galaxy after escaping a stricken Republic Star Destroyer. After meeting tiny petatites, enslaved Belnavs, and pirates running a robot fight club, the droids are finally reunited with a grateful Commander Wolf. Hey, Chips, it's your old buddy Bucho on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars. Next to me in the dropship on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars. Who's the R2 to my 3PO? It's Justy Bell Robbie. Hello, everyone. And we are going to talk about the 72nd episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology, written by Steve Mitchell and Craig Van Sickle and directed by Stuart Lee. It's season four, episode six, Nomad Droids. So, Robbie, how about we roll out with you letting us know when those wee Quay pirates turned up, did you get excited that we were about to see Hondo again, only to be disappointed that we didn't get to see Hondo again? Yes. Uh, in fact, I was like, this is another one of those that I completely don't remember watching. And so a lot of it was a surprise. For some reason, though, when the Petites, is that how you say them? Petites, teeth, whatever they are. The little, the little people. I'm not sure, but that's how it reads. Yeah, so for me, I thought that was the entire episode. Right. So when, it, when they started going from planet to planet doing all this crazy stuff, I was completely, like, I... Yeah, I don't remember this. And so, yeah, when they did show up, I was thinking, thinking, oh, yeah, so that's how they get back, is Hondo maybe puts them in touch with Anakin or something, you know? But no, no, that's not how it goes. It is even weirder than that. Well, then what you also wouldn't have remembered is that we get to see R2 back in fighter pilot mode for the first time since, I think, the R2 Come Home episode, unless my memory fails me. And he's a pretty good fighter pilot, Robbie. I mean, he's got... I think I remember him getting kills in that episode, and or was that more of a chase? I don't know. I'm probably getting them mixed up. You know, we're doing this at such a rate that I'm starting to get episodes mixed up. But in this episode, he gets... What does he get? One or, or maybe a couple of kills? Yeah. And he gets shot down in the end, but, you know, that's pretty good going for a little droid. Yeah, and I loved how R2 knocked that R5 droid out of the way. Like, no, 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 this one's mine. <laughs> right. I loved that. But yeah, I was really kind of, I, I was like, yeah, I don't remember this. So because of the way that we're doing this and the way we're watching this, I'm paying a lot more attention than, you know, you do when you're just kind of binging a show. So for me, it, or even when you're watching it live, sometimes you pay attention more and sometimes you don't, whatever. Sometimes they're throwaways and then something happens and it brings you back. With this one, for some reason, I don't remember watching this at all. So it was a fun surprise to see R2 do some really fancy flying. It sure was, Robbie. Although, speaking of knocking that other astromech out of the way, I do have one lingering question about R2 and 3PO making their escape in that fighter. What happened to that little astromech and what happened to the crew did R2's actions strand that crew without a way off that stricken cruiser and also rob their squadron of a valuable fighter in the battle against Grievous' forces? I had all of those thoughts. 
and it was one of those things where Atu's kind of ruthless in this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, I'm, I, I'm gonna do what I need to do, you know, and screw everybody else, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I had those exact same thoughts, and then I was like, it actually made me kind of confused too, because you know, of course, we later we find out that. You know, a lot of the, the clones and, and Adi Gallia were, were taken prisoner. But the way that it explodes, it kind of leaves you with this thought that I was thinking, wait a minute, is that where Adi Gallia goes out? I can't remember. Right. I was like, is this how this happens? I don't, like, I don't, I was so confused by the, the way that they did that. And I guess in a way, with the way that they're telling this story, it's more about the focus on what R2 and 3PO are doing, but... Yeah, I had those lingering thoughts about everybody else as well. It's like, what's going on? I mean, you would think that they'd want all hands on deck when it comes to uh, a battle in space. Yeah, hopefully the crew and that little droid were okay and were rescued in the end. <laughs> but yeah, R2's ruthlessness really is kind of a theme in this episode. I mean, after 3PO sends out that general warning to whoever's out there on Petiti Petunan Petunan... <laughs> that R2 is schooled in 47 forms of self-defense. R2 flips out his blades and tools and all of his Swiss Army astromech implements that he has in the front there and he swings them back and forth rapidly in an extremely intimidating threat display, Robbie. And then on Belnab, when R2 finds the hilarious Wizard of Oz pit droids, he goes right at them fearlessly. And he seems super determined to free the Belnab folks from their robot slavers. So there's no droid loyalty in old R2. He just wants to get his job done. And in this case, it feels like he he does want to do what's right because he's trying to free some people that are kind of enslaved. And he has no hesitation when it comes to pulling the trigger on that. So how did you like the way that R2 was giving off that come and have a go if you think you're hard enough vibes on Petite Petunin? And how did you like the way he took on these pit droids on Balnab? I mean, we've got a Gulliver's Travels tribute in the first act, and then we've got a Wizard of Oz tribute in the second act. This episode's action-packed, and R2's right there at the center of it. Yeah, this was a... I have to say, this episode and the previous episode, at least to me, you know, again, we discussed this briefly before we started recording. I feel like these are some of the weirder episodes... I mean, even for the one-off episodes, this is a little strange. I mean, who thought we'd ever see R2 getting a like a massage and spa treatment? I mean, we never thought we were going to see that either. So, <laughs> But at the same time, this is just... Well, at least for me, the thing that I was thinking is, are these a bunch of abandoned story ideas that they just threw all together into one? Oh, I never thought of that. That's interesting. Or is it more of like, let's have fun with this episode. Let's see how many different ideas from previous you know literature fiction whatever you want to say that we can throw in here because i mean i don't know about you but the the first section with the petites that reminded me of yeah gulliver's travels and then it reminded me of willow as well right the little i don't know if you remember willow but the little brownies yeah so it reminded me of that the second one definitely wizard of oz and then the third one made me think of ai with all of the the humans that had all of the uh, the robots fighting each other. Right. And a lot of them were, you know, on the level of C-3PO. So that's the first thing I thought when I saw that. So it's just, it's just really interesting, all of these different callbacks to previous fiction. Kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was very cool, Robbie. And you know what else I thought was cool? It was when 3PO was very, very low on power on Belnab. And he's just about to run out. And he took one last look at his friend. <laughs> That honestly, that was one of those uh, 
Your favorite shot of the episode? No. No, not quite. Because it's but, mine, Robbie. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, you go ahead. But no, I was just going to say, that was... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I was, you know, I burst out into tears or anything, but it was definitely an emotional little scene there. And it's one of those things that it's... Every now and then, it's nice to remind yourself that, you know, even the side characters you really have an affinity for, you know? Sure. And it's like... Uh, I don't know. It's strange. It's like the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that makes me think about this sort of feeling that I had is in Solo. When Chewie sits down to be co-pilot for the first time and, and of course, the music kicks in. Right. You get that kind of swell of emotion and you're just like, like, this is it, man. This is this is fun. And so that kind of is how I felt when that scene happened. It was, it was, uh, it was you know, rather beautiful for such a strange episode. Yeah, well, I've just given away my favorite shot of the episode, Robbie. It wasn't actually the shot where 3 Pair looks at R2. It was just that shot of them powered down under that mushroom thing, kind of the longer shot just before the pirates turn up. But And before I talk about another sweet shot in the episode, why don't we talk about what was your favorite shot of Nomad Droids? My favorite shot is, of course, it has to do with, uh, with flying in clouds. Right. It's when R2 does that loop to get behind the droid fighter and... and, and it just looks cool and those clouds the way they they kind of just wisp away you know as he flies through them it's just so cool looking and since this one was in a you know almost a earth bound or not earth bound but like a it had a very earth like look to it with the blue sky and the white clouds that I just I had to pick it it was so good yeah, the other shot that I was considering was just that shot of R2 and 3PO kind of walking away from an explosion, right? That's a classic thing of <laughs> heroes walking away from an explosion and on Balnab, they were doing that. And that's just after we see that other very interesting shot where we get to see behind the curtain a little bit more, behind the veil, there's that massive crashed ship, you know, just behind the, the cliffs there. But this episode also has a ton of funny moments. We haven't talked yet. I mean, maybe we should do this. This is a... Uh, sort of coming up with this on the spot and this might work or it might not but on the four star Robbie laughter scale how hard did you laugh when 3PO accidentally squished Heizu by knocking R2 onto him and then R2 spends the rest of the episode with Heizu's remains smeared over his front <laughs> panels it's kind of brutal but how did you like that moment that came out of left field for me and knocked me on my jacksy but how did you like that I like that a lot I would say I would probably give that a probably a three and a quarter out of four strong yeah it because it went, I went, whoa, what, wait, what? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I mean, yeah. it was just, I don't know. It was so ridiculous that it was funny. And I just really, really liked that. And on the four-star Robbie laughter scale, how hard did you laugh when 3PO introduced the Petitite Petuna natives to democracy and then <laughs> learned for himself real quick what happens in a power vacuum? Um, well, I would say probably a two and a half, but maybe that rang a little too true for me. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, uh, but I mean, it was definitely kind of funny. It was like, oh yeah, so now you're in democracy and then you see everybody fighting and it's like, hmm, kind of makes you wonder where, uh, the uh, makers of this episode stand on that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. What about when the droids take off in the Y-Wing and they blow all the Petitite Petuna natives to the ground with their you know, rocket booster of the ship. I honestly thought that they were going to be roasted. So I was like... <laughs> they almost were. They were smoking right afterwards. Yeah, it was almost like... It was almost not funny, you know, because I was almost like, oh, no. He, did, he, did they just wipe out that entire civilization? 
but no, it, it was more of a, I would say probably, uh, probably a two, because like I said, there was more concern okay. than, uh, <laughs> the laughter. Oh, be careful. <laughs> yeah. And so last one of these on the Robbie Foster crack up scale, how hard did you laugh just after Adigalia has thanked Master Plo for the rescue and Commander Wolf comes up to Master Plo and tells Master Plo that General Grievous has fled. The master of fleeing, General Grievous. He's done it again. Did that not hit you at all? No, I guess that didn't. I guess I'd have to get that, give that a one because that didn't actually hit me. I was thinking, oh, man. I was thinking that you were going to say, or you were going to say that, you know, how hard did I laugh when Commander Wolf had to continue to listen to, to 3PO at the end? You know, for that, I'd probably give it a three because it kind of made me go, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's 3PO for you. He's going to tell you the whole story. <laughs> it's just. That was kind of funny, but... Yeah, that was a sweet payoff, yeah, to that sort of two-episode-long joke. So, before we bring this one in for a landing, Robbie, we need to sum up and give our ratings. So, after your third ever watch of Nomad Droids, how did you like it? And where does Nomad Droids sit on that four-star Robbie scale? Well, even though there's no greater meaning to the Clone Wars as a whole, and I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm giving this rating as a... with an asterisk... Because it's like, I'm giving it a 3 out of 4 because I enjoyed it. But usually when I say 3 out of 4, that means it's recommended on your on your first watch of Clone Wars. Even though I don't think it's, it's completely necessary, I think it's a lot of fun. So, there you go. 3 out of 4. Yeah, apart from the lack of Hondo, I had zero issues with this episode. And like I sort of explained in the last episode, if there are no significant revelations or significant character moments... I don't really feel like I can give something higher than a 7, but this is a real, real solid 7. And for me, 7 means super rewatchable. I will watch this again, no problem, and have a lot of fun with it, just like I did this time. And that's Mission Accomplished for Season 4, Episode 6, Nomad Droids. So, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know what are our communications channels? Sure, we are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B-U-C-H-O-A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir, and of course the troops can join us again next time for the 73rd episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. It's Season 4, Episode 7, Darkness on Umbara. Umbara? How do you say that, Robbie? I'd say Umbaran. So Umbara. Darkness on Umbara. And until then, this is your old buddy Bucho, alongside your trusty pal Robbie, and we are out. Remember, you can support sending the clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform and Lucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Lucho and Robbie at gmail.com. May the force be with you.